This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 85. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. from La Cree Fine Art, joined by my co-host, John of Sharpened Artist. And today we are bringing you another colored pencil podcast. How did I do? Is that okay? You forgot to ask how I am. <laughs> Dang it! That was my first try. John, how are you doing today? I never know how to answer that. I feel <laughs> awkward now. No. I'm the awkward one with that. I'm sure you do it again. Let's try again. John, how are you doing today? I am good. How are you? You're not supposed to try to sound like me. I hear you doing the chipmunk voice. Don't think I didn't notice. <laughs> no one can even differentiate who we are right now. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure I sound exactly like you. All right. So this is a show about colored pencil and where we do our best efforts to try to be comedians and just doesn't work. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to talk about colored pencil and the colored pencil artists, all things in and around colored pencil. So Lisa, what are we talking about today? We are talking about advertising with Facebook ads or AdSense, different ways that you can advertise to sell your art and whether or not we think it's a good idea and what alternatives there may be so that you can advertise for free instead. This is a great topic, but you know what? Before we do that, we had a couple of things that we want to clear up from last week, right? We talked about blogging a little bit last week. And one of the things that we wanted to mention was we talked about blogging with evergreen content and we wanted to kind of define what that is. And there was a concern from a writer whether or not she could use some topics around art that would be considered evergreen. Well, evergreen just means something that is going to live on and on and be relevant no matter when someone reads it. A couple of things that you want to keep in mind when you're talking about writing a post that will be relevant uh, regardless of the date that it's written is you want to think about the fact that you're not going to be tying it to any kind of date event, something like that. And then you want to give general guidelines or suggestions where you have that in mind. Having it in mind that this is going to live on past the time that it's being written I think will uh, steer you in the correct direction when you're trying to make those choices in the way that you word what you're wording. And then the second thing was that we talked about how that you're in the long game whenever you're blogging and you're not going to make money right away. At least I don't think we ever did really define how one would even make money when they do start to make money on a blog. Yeah, you actually can have advertisements on your blog or on your website. And every time that somebody either visits the page or clicks on that, you get a fee, finder's fee, I guess. I don't know what the word is there, but you actually yeah. can make a bit of a profit that way right. in having those advertisements on your blogs. That's the main way yeah. people will make money. Usually it's called being an affiliate yes. or uh, and, some other product. And then that would be the other thing that you can do. You can actually be an Amazon affiliate or a Dick Blick affiliate. And every time that you recommend a product, you'll see this sometimes on my page because I'm an affiliate with Amazon. If I'm recommending a certain eraser and I link that, 
you'll always see where I put in parentheses that it's an Amazon affiliate link. If you were to purchase or one of you click on that, anything you buy on Amazon that day, I get a percentage of it. It doesn't cost the, the viewer any money, but because I referred you to Amazon, they give me a cut. And so that's a way. And other what lots of websites do it. Like I said, Dick Blick has an affiliate program, which would be great for artists. Amazon gives a bit, bigger cut. And so that's you. And most people will prefer to buy from Amazon when available. So that's a really good way to go. But you can do that. You can also do promotions. Like you'll see me do smart art box promotions, for example. They pay me to share what I created out of that box. So if I made a blog post, some people who don't do YouTube videos, if you make blog posts, sometimes companies will pay you to promote or mention their product. Yeah. And you can also do collaborations with uh, other artists or business people related to art or whatever. There's a lot of different ways that you could monetize your blog. And so those are some of the ways that you could do it. Uh, Another way is you could come out with your own product and your own form of something that you're providing other than writing, because it would be it's just not something that people typically do. That is uh, create some kind of paid content that is behind a paywall for an extended blog or something like that. So you've got to be a little creative and think of other ways to uh, have these partnerships with like either an ad or an affiliate or like Lisa said, having uh, some other way of monetizing or some kind of partnership or doing some kind of sponsorship. But, the, you know, the blog is just the marketing effort. The blog is is the, the reach. And so we wanted to kind of clear that up a little bit. Yeah, which actually kind of goes with today because we're talking about ads being that that's a way that you right. can actually make money. Well, you can also pay to be advertised on other sites. There are a lot of things like that. We had a question from Barbara who wrote, I was wondering, have you ever invested in any kind of advertisement on the web? Facebook ads, Google AdWords, etc. If so, what were your conclusions about doing it and what would you recommend to start with on a low budget? Thank you. All right. So so Facebook ads. Um, so here's the thing. There's a difference between promoting a post, uh, just boosting a post, and a, and there's a difference between that and going into Ads Manager and the Power Editor and working on a campaign and uh, creating a campaign where you're actually going to take a pixel and track that on your website and have ads reporting and, and figure out exactly what's going on with an ad account. So I just want to make that distinction here that there's a big difference there. One thing I want to throw out there before we go too far into the Facebook ads is you have to understand how Facebook works. Facebook is we are their content creators, essentially, just like with YouTube. Those of us who make videos, we are creator, their content creators. So Facebook, what they're doing, we're their content creators, but they're asking their content creators, instead of paying us like YouTube does, they instead want us to pay them so that people see the content that we posted that Facebook is also putting ads on and making money off of. So they're kind of double dipping there. And I want to bring that up because I think that it's a really shady business structure. And it's one of the reasons that I've personally not or one, well, one of several reasons that I have not and I don't see myself ever running Facebook ads. There's lots of reasons, but I think understanding what Facebook is. Again, I'm if we are their content creators, I don't feel that I should be paying them to promote what they're already making money off of from me. So, and by making money off of it, it's by having the ads next to, if I have a video and they have an ad next to it, if I have a, a photograph or a picture of one of my pieces of art and you guys see it, there's ads next to that. That's what Facebook is making money off of. But they think that that's not enough. They also want me to pay so more of you see that content, which means more of you see the ads that they're also making money off of. 
So it's kind of just a shady thing to me. Okay, so full disclosure, I, I've never run a Facebook ad. I don't know that I will. I've, I've looked into it a little bit. I've thought about it. I know of several artists now who do run Facebook ads. I know of one who makes several thousand a month by running Facebook ads. And uh, But I, I've got more to say about that a little later on. But uh, to your point, Lisa, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah, to a certain degree, well, let me say it like this. Yeah, Facebook, they control their platform because they own it. Google controls their platform because they own it. YouTube controls their platform because they own it. Amazon controls their platform because they own it. And I think several weeks, maybe a month ago, Lisa, you and I talked about Amazon uh, Homemade. Yes. Art Homemade on Amazon and some of the tactics that they employ there. They never look at the customers that you may sell to on Amazon under that Homemade as being your customer because they're not. They're the customer of Amazon, always only the customer of Amazon. And I think if we frame it like that, that's the way Facebook kind of looks at this as well, that they control this platform. You do not control the platform. And so they, through their algorithms, curate content based on what they believe would be the most relevant to the audience that is able to see the content. That's kind of their outer statement, but we've seen Well, that, that is what they say. That yeah. is what they say. But I do agree with you that they have changed their algorithm quite a bit, and people do not see things that you post as often as they used to. I agree By a that. lot. I mean, we're talking maybe yeah, 4 to 7% max of people. When you make a post on Facebook, 4 to 7% of the people who chose to like your page because they wanted to get updates, only 4 to 7% of them will ever see what you posted unless you pay Facebook to promote it, and that cost thousands of dollars depending on how many likes you currently have or how many you yeah, want to get it's, and that's on each post we're not talking yeah i'm not i'm not sure about a percentage but yeah i mean that that sounds like that uh, sounds plausible i mean that's of you know december of 2016 i mean it could change at any time is the thing that's what it's been for a while now and that's something to keep in mind that these platforms constantly uh, ebb and flow they constantly change and they're never going to stay the same if you if you go in there and you what is it called again, Lisa? Push a post or no? What is it? Isn't it promote? Prom- is it promote? Yeah. Or you know, right now can't remember what it's called. But it, but if you do that, you might as well just send Lisa and I a couple hundred bucks or something. Or <laughs> I know it doesn't cost that much, but it it doesn't do anything. Uh, it's been proven. It's been tested that it really just doesn't do anything. It. It's just kind of like flushing. Post. That's what it is. Boost, boost the post. post. Yes, it's kind of like just flushing money down the toilet. I mean, you're really not getting anything for that. So keep that in mind, and then we'll talk about ads. Well, this is why. This is where I was going with that. What's happening, and this is both for the advertisement with the ads. When you run an ad, there were two ways to do this. One was the what would be called the illegal way, where you are paying a separate company to promote your page to get you likes. But the likes that you were finding were coming from overseas. Um, a lot of them were coming from India. That was one of the main main locations. These weren't people following you who were also artists or who were interested in your content. They were being paid a percentage of what you paid to have this them hit the like button they're being paid to go and like pages these aren't people who are actually paying attention to your content it actually hurts you quite a bit as well when you do you get a lot of these fake likes because again your post is only being seen by four to seven percent and half of those you know some of those percentages are landing on the people who don't actually care about your artwork you're hurting yourself so that was happening so facebook came out and was like hey you know what we'll make it we'll do it a legal way because we don't want our customers to get screwed over 
Yeah, that's not a that's not a good thing to do ever. I I don't think <laughs> buy likes. Well, yeah, except when Facebook did it, it was the same thing. They looked up the reports and were still coming back. Oh, you know, from a lot of clickers from India who were not fans. When you looked at the people who signed up, they were not people from your area or people who were going to buy your artwork. It was people from India who had were paid from these click you know farms to hit the like button. So Facebook was no different than the illegal ones. The only difference was they were making the profit off you paying to run these ads. So that was the first problem. The next thing is that you can set it to just go by your demographics. Maybe you just want it in your city or you just want a certain age group. But people I've known of who ran it and still checked their new likes, they weren't falling within those demographics. So even then, Facebook wasn't actually providing what they said they were going to provide. So I've just known of that a lot. Yeah. How how did they verify that? How did they check that? There were, and I don't know if you can still do it the same way. There are ways that you can go through and see your demographics. And you, you used to be able to see every time somebody new liked your page, you could see in order and you could look at where they were from just by clicking on their profile. And I don't know uh-huh. if you can still do that, but that's how, I mean, they, people were checking this and there've been a lot of reports done on this where it's a little bit shady. It's not, it wasn't really bringing people the results that, that, that they thought they were getting. They weren't getting more sales. They weren't, it actually did the opposite. It hurt them in many of these cases because of that. Now, Maybe they got a few people that were good and were going to be fans, but they got a whole lot of people who weren't. Yeah. So the problem, though, is how do you hold uh, Facebook accountable? And every metric that you're going to you're going to see comes from Facebook. So how are you going to verify anything uh, either working or not working? Because it's coming from Facebook and they're the ones handling the advertising anyway. So I I don't know. It's it's kind of, um, you know, I. I don't know. It's a tricky mess because there are people who do run Facebook ads and they pay for services for from people who are good at tweaking ads and honing the message and honing the ad and they get results. But, you know, as far as, you know, how they're able to do that or how they're able to uh, to uh, break this code, you know, I'm I'm not sure. So I don't know. This is this is interesting. Yeah, there's just a lot that goes on. But we come back to again, this is not our platform. We're paying for a product or a service and they can do whatever they want. I mean, it's their platform. It's not like they're doing something illegal. These are just the reasons I don't personally see a need to pay for. I am perfectly happy with them having advertisements that they make fun- money from. They have to make money. They're a business. That has to happen. But the way that they do it and the way that they sort of double dip in that they're charging advertisers and then they're charging their content creators who are wh- how they're making the money. You know, it's, it's a little bit shady the way that they're doing that and the way that so few people see our posts anymore. There's a lot of, a lot of questions I have and I'm not yeah. comfortable giving money to them because of those questions. And I've just seen a lot of reports that you're going, really now? That's not good. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. There is, if you do want to start doing this, be prepared to spend a lot of money because it it is not, uh, in most cases, from what I've seen, what I've heard, it's not just a little drop in the bucket. It's hundreds, uh, many times thousands and thousands of dollars to be able to hone it and get it right. And all the while you've got this faucet running, you know, I, if you're really, really good at it, I guess maybe you could get it to work for a little bit less, but usually you're paying by day and you're setting a limit on an amount for reach. 
And then you've got to go into Power Editor and figure out exactly how to hone in on that demographic that you want. But there's so many other ways of honing in on that target market that you're looking for because you can also qualify people based on likes, on page groups that they're a member of, on um, so many other uh, metrics related to the Facebook customer that that you're uh, after. So it does – there's a lot of power with it, but – there's also a lot of money that that I've heard a lot of people wasting whenever they start trying to go down this path. Just to give you an idea, for me, if I wanted to run an ad where 11, I'm sorry, it's 4,100 to 11,000. It doesn't even tell you you're going to reach the 11,000. You've got a big gap there. And that's only half of the people who have liked my page. If I want to reach maybe, potentially, half of those people, I've got to pay $30 for a single post. And that post will be seen for, uh, you can set if it's a day or whatever. You know, the price goes now, up. Is that a boost or that's is that a, a That's ad. a post Oh, boost. okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a big difference in an ad yes. where you can... Uh, create the metrics for who you're after. Yeah, this just takes your already post, whatever you've posted, and lets your own fans, the people who chose that said they wanted to see your content, it lets them see it if you want to pay for it. Yeah, and from everything that we know about that, that it's a waste of time and money. It is. And I've known of companies like Frederick's actually promoted one of my, when I did a sponsored video for them a few years back, they promoted it. And I never saw any, like, I didn't see much interaction, anything more than what would have happened had they not done that. And I just shared it on yeah. my own page. This isn't, um, there are better ways to go about doing this. And yes. we'll come back into some of those ideas, but just really quickly for Google AdWords, I've also, mm-hmm. I've not run that either. I think John knows a little bit more about that than I do. I did, but it wasn't, it wasn't for, it was another business a long time ago. It wasn't for art or anything art related. It would have changed, I'm sure. So yeah, I can't really comment on that. Yeah, you do bid on keywords and you can look at whatever. I mean, it's the same thing with art. I mean, you could you can research and find out whatever the keywords are in your target market and figure out if you want to bid on some of the long tail keywords. And then depending on how hot they are, you know, the price goes up, obviously. And the problem with a lot of this is there are better things you can do for free yes. than pay for these ads. These ads seem and that's like what they're going to be an easy about. way to go, but there are a lot of better ways that you can be promoting yourself and not pay that money. You can put that money then into other things that you need, you know, to be- make your art better, whether it's a better video camera, audio equipment, whatever right. you need, art supplies. It would be better to spend the money on that than on the advertising. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I think Lisa and I are a little more excited about and like to talk about. And that is that you should rely more on your organic reach, at least at the very beginning, because you don't have the, the marketing budget to start spending uh, in all these different areas and it serves that other purpose that you're going to get known by being out there and people will relate to you and so they're going to see your face you're going to get in front of your own business and that's the reason why people buy art they know the artist and they're relating to the artist and so it's it's serving a lot of purposes i think yeah so one way you can do this are, are you a part of many art groups in Facebook? I bash Facebook for their advertisement. You know, certain things that they do I don't like, but I still think right. that there's a lot that's really good about Facebook and a lot of ways that we can still use it very well. One way, I love the art groups that are on Facebook. And if you, you can share your work that way, you're probably going to get your work in front of a lot more people that way and other artists. Then, you, of course, that's probably not going to be buyers. But I mean, as far as just getting your, your work out mm-hmm. there, that's a great way to go. And just po- 
posting on your own page in that sort of thing, even if you're not boosting that post, you're still going to be seen by some people. I mean, with my posts, if I look at one of my most recent ones, this one had... This one reached 6,149 people. That was a high reach for me. Normally, I do not get that many people who shared. Out of that 6,100, and again, that's very high. My normal average reach would be anywhere from, I'd say, 800 to 1,000. I've got 23,000 likes on that page. So when you look at statistics, that's not a lot of people reaching. But that's still 6,100 people that I reached for free. So it's, I mean, it took a long time to get to that point, but it's still worth doing. And again, you're not going to start with 23,000 followers on Facebook, but as much as I may complain that they're not sharing it with as many people, it's still better than nothing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and don't get discouraged by thinking, oh, well, Lisa gets that many. I'll never get that many. Uh, she didn't start out like that. No. And so you all, everyone starts where they start. But the point is, is is that this stuff doesn't cost you anything if you're doing it organically. What I mean by that is that you're doing it yourself. You're out there actually posting things yourself. You're posting it in in the Facebook groups on your page uh, in on your own website, and you're writing about it. You're emailing about it to your own list, and you're creating whatever other channels of social media that you have, and you're putting it out there. Maybe on you know Instagram, uh, maybe Snapchat, or wherever else you're you're going. Maybe YouTube. So you've got all these other outlets, and you're doing that yourself. And so you're you, you are the marketing department, and you're putting it out there, and you're not buying ads because you're creating the marketing yourself. And so you don't need to spend all that money on the marketing, and you don't have that budget to do that anyway. Start out. So yeah, that organic reach so much more important. Even with ads, I've considered doing them with YouTube because you can run ads on YouTube. And right. I've heard from professionals at giving advice on running your YouTube channels and they pretty much all agree, no, I really don't think it's worth it, at least not in the beginning. Some of them agree that once you get, you know, a good big enough following that it can be worth it when you've got a lot of content up there. But the majority of them say when you're starting out, just keep building the content. So if you're yeah. talking about Facebook, keep posting, keep doing that. If you're making blog posts, keep posting. You don't necessarily need to run an ad. You need to just keep creating content that is going to be found right. just through normal searches. Yep. One thing that I do strongly recommend as far as I know, it's still the same, is Google+. Plus. Even if you're not going to create a big following on Google+, Plus, it's really searchable. I've had people find information when I used to teach art classes. They found that through a Google Plus post from a few years ago. There's just something so searchable. I mean, it, it's owned by Google, so that makes sense. But that's another really good way to, you know, post that you've got stuff for sale, post whatever. And even if you're not getting a lot of followers there, it still comes up on search engines where people, you know, make sure you've also got the link back to your website where people can find you. I think that was also a really, I had good luck having people find me that way. Yeah, and use Twitter and all of these social media outlets are good. Learn to hashtag. Yeah, and, you know, and you, you can use some of these other third-party tools um, like Hootsuite or Buffer, uh, use Stencil if you want, or Canva to help you out with those in with those things, and it makes it so much simpler. But yeah, just you know, 
enjoy that part of the process as well. You can do this organically. You can do it by yourself. You can be a one-man show uh, for quite a while, and it's actually kind of enjoyable, too. And when you start off, it's going to feel a bit awkward, like you don't know what to say, you don't know how to get people's attention, or even feel like no one's paying attention to you. Trust me, I was there. I felt that way, too. I remember seeing somebody that had like 400 Facebook likes and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. I mean, we all start there. That's a normal feeling, and you just have to keep posting, keep producing content, keep, don't worry when you're getting started about these advertisements because I just don't think they're worth it. No, absolutely. All right. uh, Before we go, do you want to mention Jon Snow video or anything? You haven't (laughs) mentioned that this this time. That kind of hurt. (laughs) Ouch. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my. No, I know you like to bring it up. Oh, anyway. (laughs) Wow. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) I just I just didn't feel like we had a complete show unless you brought up that video. So, all right. Okay. If you guys want to, <laughs> if you guys want to reach out to us, you can reach us on Twitter at Lockery and at Sharpened Artist. And if you like the show, tell someone else about the show and subscribe to the show so you get the next one automatically. And if you want to leave a rating or review for the show, we would appreciate that. And we're also on Facebook in the Color Pencil Podcast group. And we will talk to you again next week on Monday. And if you want to see a Jon Snow video, we'll put a link for that as well. I mean, if you're going to throw it out there, we may have all the information. (laughs) (laughs) You you had to say we're going to put a link. You curse me by putting these links all the time. (laughs) That is good to know. That's how I'll I'll do payback for you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys soon. (laughs) Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com. You are effectively your own marketing outreach, your your own marketing tool. <sighs> Can't even think. Um, mm. Now, starting off, here, here, I'm interrupting you. Look, someone's going to complain. LinkedIn. No, LinkedIn. Take that out, Stephen. I sound like a complete dork. Um <laughs> Because that doesn't, I can't finish my, my statistics there. <laughs> <laughs>